What do you have against bread, Kate? <laughs> Nothing. I love bread. Bread is excellent. Bread is great. It's the backbone of America. Did you start recording? I did. <laughs> You're a bitch. I started recording. <laughs> Fuck you and your Fuck you, sourdough you. scathing article, okay? Next, We've done nothing to you. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Dude. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Everything Cracks podcast. This is Gina Glazimitsky. Kate Bedelak. Here we are. Um, yeah, I left, I left a, a heavy, a hefty C word in there when I was editing last week. I said it twice during the actual recording. Yeah. The first one, I, I was I was getting to the point where I was uh, noticeably intoxicated and I like fumbled over it and it was like a real, it was a real harsh T at the end. I was like, ooh, that doesn't feel good. My favorite part though was in the last probably like seven minutes and 25 seconds. I'm yeah, just I like really. Here, you were like, I think I've got about 15 and then all of a sudden it was, we lost you. We were, it was a slow like yeah i was circling i was circling the drain and we quickly had to hit okay guys bye okay bye (laughs) gina out like someone put my ass to bed yeah (laughs) thanks for for coming coming. (laughs) (laughs) that was the most fucking ridiculous thing i will never forget that i listen to that sometimes actually it's one of my favorite clips from the show ever (laughs) thanks for coming so fucking like, derpy. It's like something from like um not boys to men. Boys to men. No um black men in black. But you know the alien. Like the alien who wears the skin. Yeah yeah yeah. Thanks it's for coming. Yeah, yeah it was very derpy. Very sugar th- water. Oh my god. Sugar water. Dude. That's me. That was me. I was that Egger. guy. Egger. <laughs> I knew Egger. Oh that wasn't Egger. I love that movie. It was- We're already off to a totally weird fucked up start. Oh you know. So how was your week? My week was uh, lovely. My week was lovely. I'm having like a bit of a a challenge switching gears from not my kids not being in school to my kids being in school and just like keeping my life together. Because it's I like be getting very, a new routine, like finding yeah, a new. You know what? I think I think this year is hard because I have so many more demands on my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be really, really, really disciplined with how I spend my time. And if I get thrown off track, it, I feel like it takes me forever to get back into my routine. Mm. Do you feel that way? I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like the changes of se- seasons and like the, the changing of... Ugh, I, don't I don't know, know what it is. If Mercury like, is still in the microwave or whatever. There's actually s- six seven, planets. Six. Six planets still in retrograde. retrograde. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that new Moldavite that I got last week that's just like really trying to, you know, like just bring something out of me. It's trying to push me forward and break through these barriers of, of discomfort. You know what I mean? Do you- <laughs> Don't worry, she hasn't had any hot piss martinis tonight. This is just Gina. No, this is just me raw and ready. Raw dog in it. Yeah, I've got my uh, green tea chai, chai tea, green chai tea, however you want to say that. It's, uh, you know, keeping my hands nice and toasty in my death cup. It literally says death on it. It says la morte. And it uh, it has a skeleton uh, who is shuttling bodies across the river Styx. Sure is. To the underworld. Uh, but other than that, my week has been, you know, lovely. We uh, we had a death. Uh, a frog. Jerry number one died. Yeah. The big guy. Nope. The He's, Petco. The, the Petco pet, pet, where the pets Petco. go. 
the pet go pet where the pets go he went to has passed on to the farm. My kids have not noticed, and oh. I intend to replace him. Oh. Uh, it was oh, really you're doing that. You're doing that. Yeah, That's it was really my. Do- I mean, I killed him. So. Oh shit. Yeah. So, as you all know, they live in a box above my sink, and I spritz them twice a day with water. It was a day last week where I was uh, cleaning my countertops, and I have two spray bottles. <laughs> One is <laughs> water for the frogs. The other is a mild bleach solution. And I just full on just super soaked Jerry with the bleach solution. Did he immediately was like. Yeah, he was like. Ah! Like he like to- he flipped out. Was it? Do you think it burned? I, I can't imagine. It you were like good. my nightmare. You were the fucking devil and Jerry was on a spit. Yeah. Spick. Spick yeah. it. <laughs> up in flames there went fucking jerry he was like Wah! that's what i envisioned he was not uh it, he was not in a good way after i did that i believe he fell off the stick and he's a fucking tree frog so he's made for that shit so what happened in that moment you panicked i panicked i spritzed him down with the real water i was like oh my god i'm so sorry i've never like my soul left my body i felt like a like a million pounds of jello i was just like oh my god i can't believe i just hurt this innocent little creature like it was horrible Oh my God. Um, so I tried to recover the situation. I tried to, um, you know, salvage what was left of Jerry. And uh, several days later, he died. He he, just, he lasted for a couple of days, though. He That's lasted impressive. for a couple of days. Yeah, he did. He held on. There was a lot of fighting that frog. Wow. You know, coming from Petco. He, yeah, I told you, he was a very aggressive little thing. I'm gonna fucking make it. I'm a survivor. And he then he just died. It was it was not great. I feel I feel horrible. But um, Jerry number two will be joining our family this week. Speaking of dead animals, yeah, we we Let's take talk our, about it. We take our children to the same swim school. Okay. And when we were leaving swim last week, oh man, what what did you see? <laughs> not Aiden, that dog. No, Aiden goes. <laughs> Mama, where's the fish? Because, you know, there's a little fish bowl on the desk. Yes. That beta was D-E-A-D. Like jelly up. He was floating. Well, he's actually floating at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Sunk. So that means not he wasn't floating. He was sinking. Yeah, he was dead. He was dead at the bottom. He hadn't yet filled it with enough water, I think, to float to the top. And I he's don't like, know. I don't Mama, know what's he work. doing? I go... He's sleeping. He's sleeping. Come, come, keep, come, come now. Keep it moving. Thank come, you, come. thank you so much for your for your curious like, mind. Probably because the water is so murky and that. Dude, I remember when I was a kid, I had a fish, right? And my mom was like, "Oh yeah, it's a fish. Let's just like throw it in a vase." So she literally filled this thing with tap water, and like put you know you know how every '90s mom had those. They were like glass pebbles, but they were kind of iridescent. Yeah, I have. And they some. would go at they would go at the bottom of like every flower arrangement or yep, like baby shower thing or whatever. <laughs> should I should take them out of my bathroom? Okay. So they were at the bottom of this vase. She just <laughs> filled it up. I'm really glazing over what you're saying because I just I don't want to be associated with someone who still keeps these in their home. Just kidding. Um. And she just like dumped this fish in there. And this fish lived for like four years. What? We 
are horrible pet people. There's, as you can see, there's kind of like a, a trend here. My mom sucked at pets. Clearly, I suck at pets. You've done a great job with your plant pets. My plant pets, are you know really what? Good. Kudos to me. I mm-hmm. stole them and now they're thriving. So yeah. you know what? Moral of the story is steal plants from your local arboretum and um, you know bring them back to life. Rescue them, if you will. <laughs> this fish lasted for four years. And you know how he met his demise? The one nice thing we ever did for this fucking fish, we never changed his water. We fed him. Did it have plants at the top? Nope. It oh. was just a big bowl with some shitty glass pebbles at the bottom and we put a little seashell in there that we bought at some tchotchke shop in Cape Cod one year. Or Whatever. Beach. Oh, I just grabbed my nipple. Oh, I just pinched my own nipple like How? unexpectedly. How? Because I'm like fiddling around, like leaning up against the edge of the table. Why are you fiddling with your nipple? Well, it's, it, it's really like a thumb thing. So I'm like leaning my nipples, right? Okay, let me just. Let me Do you just rest set the your? Scene. You rest your. So I, I'm I'm resting my tits on the edge of the table more Always. or less, and my hands are kind of like. They're they're really at like three and nine. If my body is the clock, they're at three and nine, and I have my thumbs out. And they're kind of scissoring. Kind of, the nipple just kind of got like stuck in between my thumb and the edge of the table. God, that hurt. That was so weird. Yeah, that was very why are weird. You, why are your thumbs moving in that? In I don't that know. Such I'm just way. kind of like I, maybe I was just like subconsciously. Play, maybe it's a comfort thing. Just like playing with my own nipples. I mean, I watched. Please the- let me do that if I start doing that in public. Please <laughs> let me know. I mean, I walked into the house and. Within 35 seconds. What was did, I doing? You did grab my boob. Oh, I did. That's yeah. right. So maybe it's just like on. What is this? Like, I feel it was like weird. I, I was just saying we were talking about our terrible outfits this evening, which thankfully you all can't see. Sorry. Hold on. We put a shell oh. <laughs> in the fish's tank and it swam in between the shell and the edge of the tank. Swear to God, we left it there for another three years. We were just like, oh, I guess it disappeared. We're horrible people. Horrible, horrible pet people. Anyway, yes, so our outfits are horrific. Him? No, it was like a, um, it was like a sandwich. Like he, like almost not unlike what I just did to my nipples. It kind of just like sandwiched in between the glass <laughs> and the shell, and it got stuck. And that's how he died. She died. It died. The fish. Oh, excuse me. I'm ugly son of a bitch too. I don't even know why we bought it. Stupid, stupid fish. Fish are kind of weird. I'm not like a big like fish person. No, you don't have. When we went to the pet store the other day, actually, do you know goldfish can get as large as a football? Yeah, they're huge. Who can grow a goldfish like that? Uh, people have real big tanks, mostly aquariums. That's creepy. It's creepy, yeah. My goldfish always died before they reached. Like a koi, a koi fish is like, a, I'm pretty sure, a very close relative of a goldfish. goldfish. Weird. Fuckers are weird. Yeah, they are fucking weird. But anyways, yeah, you grabbed my boob. I did. I yeah. straight up just grabbed your tits. They're so meaty and yeah. delightful. <laughs> they're like they're like lovely stress balls. So I was just like, oh, I see why babies like them. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we'll see what happens when they touch my knees in another year. Or so. uh, are, do you anticipate them becoming B double longs? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like have that's to what's roll a, them up like a little. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna have to roll these babies fruit by the foot. Up. Yeah, fruit by the foot status. They're gonna be like. I'm really. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm perfecting my um, my noise effects on the podcast. You you really do add that layer of just I've, like it, it's almost that's like what I bring to the table. I really, you know what? And it does something. <laughs> it does. It adds something. 
There's a level of the word isn't cinematography. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm not a fucking professional, contrary to popular belief. Um, so I don't know what the fuck it's called, but <laughs> you're doing a really good job. The fruit by the foot. Yeah, I oh, like it. That's similar to my bully stick, though. But, dude, you have, like, these great tits. <laughs> but I think that once they're done feeding humans, they're, they're going to go like, from double D to B double longs. I think you'll be good. I don't think so. I've heard. I'm Does your gonna... mom have good tits? <laughs> Should we call her up, phone a friend? <laughs> Get her on I'm here. I'm sure that, like, they were, there's some lift involved with a bra. And I really hate bras. I hate bras. I haven't worn underwire, and I don't even know how long. I had an underwire bra on today, and then I was like, I was, I was, I was, I had horrific. to get Do you know I slept with a bra on for the longest time? What? What are you, some type of fucking freak? I, I guess. I don't know why I did it, but for the longest time, I slept in. As an adult? In like my early 20s. So strange. I don't know why. You gotta air all that shit out. I know. Let everything be free. I agree. I agree. But now I sleep with like a like a like a bralette. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have this is like a candy just, tank. Yeah, yeah. It's nice just to get some separation between the under tit and yeah. like your first roll. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the top roll. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Just to just to keep things dry and yeah. manageable. Mm-hmm. Not good. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. Oh man. How was your week, Kate? Oh, I forgot we didn't even talk about my week. Let's we talk about it. Um, it's it's been great. Um, so my oldest started preschool. Oh, you was so cute. I did start like a little, you know. So like he goes to daycare twice a week. So like it really shouldn't have been any different. But there's I'm, something about school yeah. that makes it feel. How different. is school, Mama? It's not school. It's preschool. I was like, okay, whatever. Like call it what it is. But I think yeah, I think it was like the idea of like him being old enough to go to preschool felt different than just daycare. So yeah, I understand I like it. when people send their kids to daycare full time or even like very consistently and they go to a facility that just like they just transition it from like the infant class to the toddler class, to the preschool yeah. class. I don't feel as if it holds as like that strong of an emotional it's not as emotionally charged. I feel like when I talk to people whose yeah. kids go to because there's No, it's true. It's just this like normal transition versus like sending him or sending her to a preschool. It feels different. Yep. It's only two hours. It's like, you know, whatever. Um, but we did like a lot of prep and, um, I had to take him by myself. Unfortunately, Ryan had a meeting, so he couldn't go. So I thought I was going to have like another support person and didn't. You had your water bottle. Yeah. My support water bottle. But I had my sunglasses on my head because I had already been crying that morning. So I arrived at drop-off covered in hives. Like, when I cry a lot, I break out in I hives. I do, too. So my eyes were really puffy and red. I was, like, my face was covered in hives. I had hives all over my chest. It, I was a sight to be seen. So I dropped him off, and he found his name tag, and he was, like, super excited. And he then, had a name tag? Yeah, and he, like, recognized it because he, like, recognized, like, the A and... It was really cute. They, like, put it on this little apple tree. Like, they put their apples yeah. on the apple tree to, like, check themselves in. And it was so, so sweet. And they were, like, so wonderful. And they specifically say, like, don't linger. It only makes it worse. So I, like, tried to leave and, like, took a picture as I was leaving. And then he was, like, oh, fuck. And so he ran over to me. And then he started crying. No. So then I started crying. So my immediate response was to put sunglasses on. 
I'm sure that was totally normal. Put sunglasses on, and then I was squatting, holding Ava, and the oh. teacher was bending next to me, asking me if I needed help standing back up. <laughs> Like squatting next to me with arms oh. out, prepared to catch the super pregnant woman, <clears throat> squatting, holding the one and a half year old, trying to comfort the three year old. Like I was with sunglasses on. Then I walked into the classroom. Almost my ass was almost on the ground. Yeah, it was a seam. But then we recovered. It was great. And we picked him up. He was like so excited. And then they, he, Ava and him hugged. It was so, so sweet. And he like the was sprinting. Adorable. He was sprinting. But, you know, Instagram versus reality. Obviously, the reality was I didn't show any of, like, the, 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 the awful tears. Yeah. But there were four people who thought that I wasn't going to cry, two of them being my siblings. Really? Yeah. I was oh, like, I was, like, 100%. Family? There's no I, way. I think they, like, pictured it as, like, what's the difference between daycare and preschool, you know? It's school. It's it's so different. It's it just so feels like different. a weird stepping stone. Like, holy shit like i you come to this realization that i have school aged children mm-hmm, mm-hmm. preschool whatever like doesn't matter but it's just like they're going to something called school mm-hmm. right and that right, fucks right. with you yeah it really does just like take this mental it takes it to a whole nother place yeah. mentally and, and I it think kills you the, kills the kids you. go to a home daycare so they go to daycare together oh so this is also the first time they've ever done something like, something separate like this yep so he was like really concerned, like, oh, she's not big enough yet. And I was like, no, she's not big enough to go with you. And they really like rely on each other when they get yeah. nervous. Like they're very connected. But she lived her best life eating a donut at the grocery store. So I think she forgot pretty quickly. Doesn't it feel so good to just have one kid? She was just like eating her donut. Oh, Talking up a storm because nobody was talking over her or for her. Um, right? Yeah. She was like, blah, 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 I blah. I feel like my other two are so different. Well, mainly my middle one is so different when the older one is not around. Because my older one is such a dominant and heavy presence. Like, she's in a good way. Yeah. But she's just, like, very, very, very intense and I think my middle one, we've talked about this before, my middle one really kind of retreats into herself a little bit. And when my older one's not around, it's like having a different kid. Yeah. But when you only have one, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I only have one. And it's so nice. It's like a different level. Oh, my God. It's so nice. Love my children. Love them dearly. But, like, to have the... Be able to just worry about getting one person a snack. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's so nice. Yeah. It's so nice. Thank God for back to school. Thank God. I feel like that kind of, I don't know, brings us, speaking of that, into like mom guilt, which was going to be our big topic of the week. Should we talk about that now? Or? Sure. Because I feel like what you were just discussing is like some people would feel guilty about feeling Okay. Like about the one kid thing. Let Becca. me tell you <laughs> something, Cassandra. I love Bethany, the names that we choose. Megan. That's my sister's name. Stacy. Oh. What? Ask yourself a question. You know, you do these, you know, whatever it is that, that peaks your mom guilt. 
you're going out for a night with your girlfriends, you're dropping your kids off and you feel relieved. Maybe you put them down at night for a bedtime. You're like, oh, thank fucking God. I can finally breathe. I I can can finally breathe. What purpose does that feeling of guilt serve? serve? There's no purpose. No purpose other than stealing your joy. Mm -hmm. It is okay to say, I love my kids, but sometimes I want to put my head in an oven. Mm -hmm. That's fine. And you know what? When you get a little reprieve from those little fuckers, (laughs) it feels good. Yeah. It feels fucking good. I I don't know how many times I have to say this to people, right? So this podcast is about being both, living in the in-between. You're still you, but also you have a lot of other shit going on. Yeah. A lot of other but you people's need feelings. to stay connected to that other side of you. The only way you can do that when you're a mom is to let go of the guilt. Otherwise, even when you're trying to live your best life, like out with your girlfriends or out to dinner with your spouse or at the gym or do like whatever it is you're doing for you, that mom guilt is literally taking all of that joy and all of that time that was meant to be restorative and turning it into another instance where you're still living as a mom do you know what I mean you're Mm -hmm. still living in that it's like a world you go out with a girlfriend so you go out to dinner with your husband or your spouse you need to disconnect and you like I think like looking at pictures of your kids is fine or whatever but it's like feeling like like reminiscing on the day or like sure like if it's a joyful thing I'm not saying you have to pretend they exist they don't exist no but it's the it's the thing like it's the the negative the dark the cloud the dark cloud (laughs) the dark cloud over uh, something where you should be like I I shouldn't be enjoying this as much as I am why does that make me a bad mom does that mean there's something wrong with me? Does that mean I don't care enough about my kids? No, I think that like... No, that's not what it means. I think like what even like what you're saying is to like, you know, what I always have to tell myself is like I can make bad decisions as a mom or I can have a bad day or I can yell at my kids and still be a good mom. For like, sure. You have, there's, there's no perfection in parenthood. No. There's no perfection in motherhood. And we're not meant to be perfect. For sure. And like our kids aren't meant to see us as perfect and I think like you know I am a crier at baseline I think this is like well known now (laughs) but like literally putting on shoes go like going to preschool yesterday I was sobbing like shoulder heaving sobbing my children were staring at me and then they came (laughs) over to me and started rubbing my arms and then that made me feel guilty because i was like they're having to manage your emotions which they shouldn't have to but then right then my husband came in and and i just said it's okay like i said to my oldest i said it's okay mom is just feeling upset right now i acknowledge my feelings like yep i'm i'm just a little bit upset but i'm gonna be okay like it's okay to be upset yeah my husband walks in and my oldest goes you know daddy mommy's just a little bit upset right now and he's like, yeah, I can. It's quite evident. Like I see that there's booger bubbles and bursting like in the air. Lives. But I think that's the thing is acknowledging that there's no perfection <laughs> in parenthood or right. motherhood and trying to absolve yourself of that guilt. 
which I think is There's so much no point. easier said than done, especially sure. as a new mom. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think it comes with with time. Yep. And I think that's like what I always say to my friends who are new moms or even new moms to being a mom of two. I felt like when I asked people when I was pregnant with my second, what was harder? The transition from zero to one, one to two, two to three, three to four, whatever. And most people said one to two, which then scared the shit out of me because I was pregnant with number two. And I was yeah. like, what are you What are you saying? Like the transition for me for, from zero to one seemed so hard. And I think they said because more of that guilt came. Yes. With one to two because all of a you sudden feel like you feel you're like you're fucking over your first kid. <laughs> yeah. You're like stealing their time. Yep. And, and then, you know, and I think that's so hard. It's so hard to try and convince yourself that you can make mistakes and still be a great person and then move on from it yes and not sit in that dark spot I you know what for me I go through like a mental checklist when I'm feeling this way I like I have to make sure that I'm being super super honest with myself it's like okay is what is the reason I'm feeling guilt because I did something that I shouldn't have yes or no if it's yes then I need to go make Sweeping apologies to everybody in my family for acting like a psychopath or doing whatever. Mm -hmm. If it's no, then I move on to ask myself, okay, so is what I'm doing that's causing the guilt benefiting me and my person in some way? Is it restoring, you know, is it adding the the water back into my cup? Is it filling my emotional tank in some way? Mm -hmm. Is this some kind of, you know, release that I'm having? If the answer is yes, then I'm like, you know what? There is no reason for me to feel this feeling. The only thing that this feeling is doing is um, robbing me of whatever kind of benefit I'm going to get from this. Mm -hmm. So it's actually fucking over two people. Not that it's even fucking over your kids in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Right. But even if in your mind you still believe that what you're doing is not in their best interest for whatever reason. Like, that's where that mom guilt comes in. Because mm-hmm. you feel like you're doing something wrong, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, of course. It's yeah. like, okay, if I'm doing something wrong here, I'm now also doing something wrong for myself. And two wrongs don't make a right! <laughs> it's like, you have to... Everything in life comes with a sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. Do your kids wish that you could spend every waking moment with them? Yeah, sure. Is that healthy for anybody? No. Because no. even if even if you lived a lifestyle where you could ostensibly spend every waking moment with your child, tending to their needs, doing the razzle-dazzle parenting and pulling fucking rabbits out of hats and shit, and entertaining them endlessly on loop, Giving them every ounce of your attention, every ounce of your emotion. Imperfect, um, you know. Like, Instagram perfect yeah. bullshit. Sourdough mom status. Sourdough mom status, okay? It's not healthy for them. It might feel good, right? Lollipops feel good. Getting wrecked with your friends feels good. It's not good to get in the car and drive home. Right. You're going to rot out your teeth with that lollipop just because it feels good in the moment. It doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Especially for longevity. Like some Especially of those for longevity. It's not sustainable. Like they need like to learn to cope day. without you. Yeah. You can have like a great day and you could, where <laughs> you do all of those things. Yeah. But that's not sustainable for seven days a week, 365. No. They need to learn to be okay with other people. They need to learn to be okay with the word no. They need to learn to be okay 
entertaining themselves. Mm -hmm. That's development of their own imagination. Like there are so many things that come with a little bit of distance that are super, super, super beneficial for you and your child. Like they need those autonomous times where they're in control they start to learn their limits that way and boundaries like setting boundaries where boundaries. they like they feel like they're in control in a very yeah in a very controlled situation in a very controlled situation yeah. but like not like living in the rectum of your child <laughs> is a good thing no it's a good thing to not live up the ass of your kid no no one should do that and i know people who fully insert themselves into the rectal cavity of their children. And let me tell you something. Their kids aren't they're they're just they're maladjusted. Yeah, I don't know how else to yeah, say right, it. Right, they're right. maladjusted. There's just there's like these very and they're, you know, they're older now and some of them are still young. I know a lot of people who have taken this approach to parenting. Helicopter parenting. It, it's it's like next level. <laughs> <laughs> That shit was coming Jesus in strong. Jesus Christ, Kate. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to add that one to the repertoire. Like, ah, it sounded like a fucking seal. <laughs> what is it? What's the, what's the, yeah, a sea lion. Oh, when, when Aiden, before Aiden could say helicopter, <clears throat> one day he was playing with it. I, sorry, a small digression. And he was like. <laughs> <laughs> you going to make it? And he was like, Dada, Ava just took my, huh? Oh, I can't do it. Ava just took my, he made the uh. <laughs> Dad, Ava just took my uh. <laughs> oh, man. He couldn't get the word out, so he tried to make the noise. He I don't think he, like, I don't even think he, he didn't attempt to say helicopter, but he just. He was said, just like, like the thing, like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> you know the uh, thing, Dad? Yeah. It just <laughs> literally I'm pissed sorry. myself. Yeah, I'm taking down my notes. That is so funny. Yeah. But anyways, I think, to your point, I think there's something to be said. This uh, researcher, I'm going to fuck up his name, Edward Tronick. Maybe maybe I'm not fucking up. Okay. And he goes into this whole thing about like good enough parenting. Yes. And I guess it's been a, it's been around for a long time, 50s, 60s, whatever. But it's he specifically talks about the fact that you only need to be a good enough parent 30% of the time. Truly. So when you say that out loud, you're like, I can oh, fuck, do like that. Three days of the week or split it into hours in a day. Like you're like, okay, three hours out of her 12. Like I can do that. Yeah, right. And the whole like research that he did was that 30% of the time you, if you're a good enough parent, like you saying that we're parents are only emotionally attuned to their children's or yeah, attuned to their children's emotional state 30% of the time. And that's fine. And your children will still grow up to be like, well-adjusted, happy, normally attached children, mm -hmm. despite despite all of that. And that there's this whole thing of like rupture versus repair. So like 70% 70, 70 of the time, like your life is chaos and, you know, it's it's all these like rupture moments. And, you know, it's, you know, some days it's not and your 30% of the time is like those like sing-songy moments yeah, yeah, or those yeah. repair moments where you're like, you're 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 crushing it you're yeah, totally yeah you're in the flow yeah and you're like i understand that you're upset but i'm clearly making you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> if you could just please wait three and a half more minutes let me set a timer alexa <laughs> and the other mo the other 70 percent you're like fuck off fuck off do you understand stop stepping on my toes do you know how much i hate that that is my the, my biggest pet peeve i'm just trying to make you a sandwich oh yes I will, I will 
you know it is so true it doesn't you know and that's okay to be like that 70 percent of the time human it's your humanity is showing Mm -hmm. god forbid you show your kids humanity yeah and so that's all we need to strive for is to be good enough 30 percent of the time right i agree you know what i mean and i I think that if you if you have that and with what you were saying earlier is kind of doing those, like asking yourself those like self-reflection questions when you're having those guilty moments, mm-hmm. then maybe you can absolve yourself of that and you can move on from it. You could, it you takes can, time yeah. to condition yourself to not, <laughs> I sound like a sociopath, to condition yourself to not feel anything anymore. No, but like to continue to like, it takes time to correct that pattern of thinking right like from a neurological standpoint because i think it's society. our brains form patterns so you get as a mom it's like i think society yes, we're set for up sure. to feel guilty about but then that societal reflection becomes like actual neurological pathways right that i should be feeling this way because i did this yeah mm-hmm. right like there's a connection there's like synapses in your brain that you know it's a train a chain reaction that goes mm-hmm. one to the next and it's just like this cascading effect yeah. it will take time to retrain your brain to not feel that way anymore yeah because it's it's incorrect it's not normal to feel guilty about any single time you do anything for you right that's not that's not fucking reality i don't know how people can function right maybe i'm just a selfish bitch no maybe but i need i need me time yeah doesn't have to be a lot but I need to get out. I need to switch gears every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I go. I, I implode. Implode. I, I that absolutely was the word I was just gonna implode. Fill in. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I, I can't take it anymore. And you know what? I lock myself in the bathroom. Dude, Sometimes your I'm kids like- aren't going to benefit at all from a mother who is just like completely on the lost edge. her shit. Yeah. Because there's you're stuck in that pattern, right? It's like we were talking about the sensory overload. And you're already overstimulated because you've been stuck in these patterns for so long with your kids and like the all the things and running here and there and making lunches and fucking doing arts and crafts and shit and singing Baby Shark. You need to remove yourself entirely mm-hmm. and let yourself come yes. back down to baseline and not feel guilty about it. Because if you're feeling like guilty in that moment, that's it's what you not, need to do in that not, moment. Yes. It's not a it's not a beneficial exercise. You're not getting anything out of it. You need to say, hey guys, hard stop. Mama needs to go outside for like five minutes. I was minutes. literally and because I, I think that we spend so much time on like obviously with like children and, and ba- babies yeah when you first bring a baby home from the hospital there's like a lot of emphasis on babies crying and making sure yeah. that you have like a safe spot to put the baby down if the crying gets to be too much and right but what we don't spend enough talking about in our society and in motherhood and parenthood is like what happens when you have a toddler or a tween right. or a teen or whoever who who can talk back or show their own emotions right and how you can save yourself on that moment because otherwise it's it's just like like you're saying that repetitive cycle like you you yell so then you feel guilty and then you can't get out of that cycle because you're like please stop please stop please stop like right. you feel that that sensory overload so yep. it's yes mama needs a minute i need to go into the bathroom and i'm just gonna lock the door and i'm just gonna take a couple deep breaths for sure or i'm gonna go outside and scream 
and hopefully nobody whatever calls it is you need to people. do if you need to take a bat to your neighbor's car i mean like don't do that but like maybe to a tree i don't know do you set up a punching bag outside on that nice oak that nice strong oak go down to your local park just i don't know swing on the swings for a little while do whatever you have to do but honestly just say i think the most detrimental part of these like really frazzled really just like chaotic moments we have as parents mm-hmm. is that your kid doesn't know it's like is it too like is it too much like what's going on why is she doing this like they don't know yeah so if you're if you just straight up say to your kid right or your teen or whoever hey i'm 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 feeling really overwhelmed right now i just need to take a hot minute putting your your cards out on the table getting everybody's feelings and emotions you know f- face side up so everyone's on the same page and at least there's some understanding of like hey you're right this is bad you're reading the situation correctly i'm not doing great right now right i gotta take a hot second and your kid's gonna be like i mean like sucks but okay thanks for telling me you're not just like run you know what I mean? like you're 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 articulating your feelings right and which is teaching them Proper that they need ways to do that as well to channel their own emotions. I think self care is just such like an underrated, an underrated aspect of motherhood. It doesn't have to be something that ha- like has financial ties to it. I think no. when people think about self care, they're like, oh, that requires a lot of financial input. Like, I need to um, hire a babysitter, go get a massage, or yeah, you need get to go get this. No, yeah. it literally could be like, hey, your husband comes home from work, or your partner, or your spouse, whatever comes home from work the the babysitter comes and you're like i just need to go for a 20 minute walk by myself a hot girl walk yeah have you heard of these no oh hot girl walks so basically it's this thing that whatever the generation is after us gen x and gen z whatever it is you like go out for a walk you get like your ankle weights on it's like a really like kind of you know fitnessy thing but you're also like listening to a podcast that's about self-improvement maybe this one maybe definitely this one and you're like walking around there and you just like take like this really like you know 20 minute self-care break it's called a hot girl walk you just like go walk around okay well take that fucking hot girl walk you you have supposed to like shake your booty I don't know. I out? think it's just about like being. <laughs> What's happening here? I don't think it's like a physical hot oh, girl cool, walk. Cool, just cool. like an inner hot girl okay. walk. Channeling the inner hot girl. Channeling the like inner hot girl. Are you supposed girl. to bring your Colleen Hoover book, your Stanley Cup, your Lululemon bike shorts and bag? Definitely the Lululemon bike shorts. Okay. Definitely the belt bag. Probably the Stanley Cup. Burks or sneakers? I go sneakers. Okay. All right. Yeah, I go sneakers. Um, from what my understanding is that it's meant to be like physically rigorous. Okay. 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 But like slightly, yeah. you know, not, we're not doing like a full workout, but it's just like, let me just add a little bit of like a 16, 16 to 18 minute pace. Something like that. Okay. Feels about right. Something like okay. that. All right. Like, I feel like that like is, yeah. that would be a Hucker. great, yeah. which is a free activity, a free activity. Just go fucking walk around and maybe bang your head on a few concrete walls. Walking is such an underrated exercise. It's the most underrated exercise. If you just walk consistently, Jane Fonda knew what the fuck she was talking about. When I did the bikini challenge, walking. that was the cardio, was walking. walking 45 to 60 minutes. Just moving your body in some a capacity. Week. Yeah. It's really a miracle thing. It really is. Yeah. <sighs> that feels good. 
Yeah. We need to, we need to do more self-care. More self-care. And speaking of like the, what I believe is the highest form of self-care, and this is going to be my topic for the week, my current events for the week is just, are just things that I'm observing from so many women like in our lives, Mm -hmm. in my life. So many women who are getting to kind of be at the same point of life that you and I are, right? Like we're kind of on the tail end of having kids. Maybe some of our kids are a little bit older. They're a little bit more independent. They're in grade school and they're like, what am I passionate about? Yeah. What do I want to do? Like what do I want my second half of my life to be? Third. It'll be your third, I think. What? I feel like we should cut our lives not into two halves. It should be like quarters quarters what do i want my third quarter to be because i feel like the first one is like pre-kids pre-marriage yeah. your younger life yeah school age yeah college. and then the having kids and then, then it's like the marriage having kids yep and then it's like post kids or when you like when your your kids but are isn't growing that like up. a half because you kind of but then there's like the retirement that? oh that's true okay so third quarter this is, this is what i was thinking i was thinking my life into fourths okay but I think halves could work too. But this is what I envisioned. So you Third t- quarter, second half. We'll make this like a football game. Oh, cool, cool. Third quarter, second half. Beginning yeah. of your second half, but yeah. third quarter. Right. This feels great. It's. I have seen so many women, and really in the last couple of months, just be like, you know what? I'm passionate about this. I'm going to go do that. They've started businesses. Mm-hmm. They've totally transitioned careers. It's inc- it's incredible to see. Yeah. And it's also the number one thing that I find I'm talking about other like people in our friend group about is uh, it's either that they're discovering their passions or they're very interested in finding out what their passion is. Because I don't think a lot of like I don't think everybody knows exactly what they're passionate about. You know, speaking to like how all consuming these child bearing child raising small kids years are mm-hmm. to you know you're never really stopping to ask yourself what well, you will now what like what do i like what do i want to do because you know i think you know you you go we're talking about the first quarter of your life right like so it's your your prior to kids Mm-hmm. you're in college you're like oh I'm 18 I know what I want to do with the rest of my life this is what I want to do you do that then maybe leave the workforce for a little while because you're having these kids and then once you're like oh okay my kids are all in school what do I want to do do I want to go back to being fucking mathematician I don't know no right. that sounds like it sucks yeah probably because being a mathematician definitely sucks but then you're just like, okay, well, what do I want to do? Right. What am I going to find joy in again? What am I going to find joy in again? Because you changed so much over those years. Yeah. And what was important to you then isn't important to you now. No. Or maybe it is, but maybe it's on like a lower level of a lower tier of priority for you. Mm-hmm. So finding out what it is you're interested in now and then going and doing that. And it makes me so fucking Unap- happy to see. Unapologetically. Unapologetically. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything is unapologetic. And I think that's, if, like, if that's base. That's, you know, for, for me, one. even like my own personal feelings about this, about my current career and maybe my next one or where, where I'm going to go from here. Yeah. Um, I think there's like something to be said about the fact that 
if you went to college or if you have a trade or whatever it is it may be mm-hmm. is like feeling that strong tie to it and feeling yeah. like well I can't stray from this right so for me that's nursing and when I went on to yes. grad school to become a nurse practitioner and so all of a sudden maybe it's you maybe it's your spouse how do I find joy again either in this career mm-hmm. do I utilize this career in a different facet in a different way yeah or do I just leave this behind and I can I always have that degree to go back on true and I feel like sometimes that happens when some some women transition to motherhood and they have a college degree and there's a lot of negativity around well how how do you feel about like you just left your job and now you're gonna just work in your home being a, a mom yeah and I think like society sometimes downplays that like well you had this degree and so now it's to waste and I think we need to like get away from like I, don't I feel think like it's a waste that's what I'm saying though I yeah. feel like there's such like a hyper focus on that as well like the degree is never a waste you always have that to fall back on for sure even if your 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 next career your third <laughs> quarter takes totally different right yeah. you always have that to fall back on for sure and it's just like I don't think anybody should feel guilty for not wanting to waste their time doing something that they don't like to do. No, because it, it goes back to, to guilt, to like the soul sucking yes. aspect of it. It goes back to if you're not living in the moment and living for like what you want your best life to be in this moment. Yeah. What are you living for? Yeah. You're holding up a barrier to the to the life that you deserve to live. Truly. And if you can't break down that barrier. And you're, you're never going to reach your full potential. Right. Because what you're passionate about is what ultimately is going to be the most fulfilling for you. You're going to be the most successful at. You could be the best, I don't know, basket weaver in the world. But if you're like, fuck, I hate basket weaving. Like, you're never going to actually amount to anything. Right. Dude, I've had this, like, realization over the last year. So, And I think when also, I, real quick, is that, like, there's all these people who are successful. Mm-hmm. Like, big time, like, Bill Gates. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, um... Jeff. Jeff Bezos. I just call him Jeff. Like all these people, I doubt that they were like sitting at home being like, oh, I'm so scared to take that leap. No, they're men. No, they were so, in, they were so, they so were just like, it. you know, what? here's the thing. I have a goal. Yeah. And nothing I don't else care. matters. And nothing else matters. It, it, and nobody's going to stand in my way. This, there's this, that's an extremist version, but it's just like, no, it's not because listen, this is not the man hater podcast. This is like I'm far from a bra burning feminist, but my husband. Do you know? Let me put it this way. Do you know how successful I would be if I had a fucking wife? Yeah, right. If I had a fucking wife who was at home with my kids, taking care of my house, being my assistant, cooking all of my meals, washing all of my clothes, doing all of my shit. I would be Jeff Bezos. I'm just going to fucking put it out there. That does piss me off for sure. Absolutely. That in my dynamic, and I think it's the dynamic of a lot of women, that the husband's role as provider in many situations, or at least giving the appearance of like that being more important, You, you, your whole life starts to revolve around that. 
And if there's something like they are able because they're the expectation, right? It's expectation. Right. The expectation isn't on them to raise kids. It's not. If there's just like this famous line from Chris Rock and it cracks me up. He's just like, listen, moms and dads are different. If your kid can't read because they can't fucking read, that's mom's fault. If your kid, and I'm not telling you exactly, but if your kid can't read because there's no lights in the house, that's daddy's fault. Do you know what I mean? There's just like this expectation that we're meant to assume all of these domestic roles domestic nurturing. children yeah. being one of them yeah and sorry something i hashtag don't feel guilty about is that children are kind of inconvenient if you want to get anything done kids are kind of fucking inconvenient lovely love them dearly i hate that i have to fucking qualify that every time i say something moderately derogatory towards children they're they are it's a fact of life they're fucking inconvenient dudes don't have to deal with that I think there are so many dads out there and you know I'm hard on Misha and he's you know wonderful and and amazing in so many ways that are like dads that are like very very present right they're very present in their kids lives they're they're actual parents and I'm not saying that mine isn't he's definitely an actual parent but if push comes to shove and it's like hey honey I can't do this I like I can't take the kids for this you know thing that you have to do my priorities get pushed to the side, mm-hmm. which pisses me the fuck off. But I find ways to work around it. And if it's one thing I've learned in the last year, this is where I was going before we started talking about this. So when I had my third daughter, I had a very, very, very serious and very real near-death experience. I, like, I, I felt death. It is the weirdest thing to say, but I feel like I know what it is now. Yeah, Truly, you're quite close. I, I I feel like I I feel like I touched it one hundred percent. Like I knew it was there, and I came out of that experience with this like whole new understanding that we have one life. What we got? We got one. Sh- we got one fucking chance to do this shit. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to go for the one thing that you if you find your passion right (laughs) maybe for me it's talking shit on the internet if you're not going to fully go 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 for it who gives a fuck if people think it's weird or cringy or it's like oh she'll never like (laughs) famously lady gaga right when she was in college or whatever. There was like this Facebook group that her other classmates started for her. It was called Stephanie Jeremada Will Never Be Famous. And there were like, you know, hundreds or thousands of members of this group. And they would literally just talk shit about her. That's She's like, I was never not going to be famous. I knew I was going to do it. That was what I wanted to do. I was throwing everything I had into this one Basket. purpose yeah, that I felt yeah. that I had. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to live like Lady Gaga. Listen, unapologetically, kids, unapologetically, go, for your, go your for your dreams. You have one life. It is short and it is fragile. 
if you want to, I don't know, go live in a nudist colony, go, I maybe don't do that. That's, that's a bad example. But if you, there's something that you know you want to do, just do it. Find a way to do it. Who gives a fuck what anybody else has to think? Truly, truly don't feel guilty about it. Find a way to make it work and go for it. I don't, I can't stress this enough. Because the worst worst case scenario. You look like an asshole. Who cares? You're going to die anyway. You So is everybody else. You, you maybe, maybe you sh- show up a little bit short. Maybe you feel like you fail. Who cares? But you know what? You fucking tried. And you know what? You learn so much. From the failures. Along the way. And not for nothing. But if you keep doing it, if you just keep on keeping on keeping on, you will get there. And I'm not one for toxic positivity, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, if you see it, you can be it. No. No, bitch. That's not how it works, right? I'm, I, I don't. But I may love the WNBA. I'm 5'5 five, five and fucking chubby and not fat. And not, <laughs> not fast, Okay. <laughs> I can't, I, like, I just, you know what? I'm never going to be in the WNBA. Even if I may love it, it may be my passion. It may be this, it may be that. There is no, there is no situation where I'm going to end up on a court next to Brittany Griner, who is still currently imprisoned in yeah. Russia. But I'm not that bitch, right? I'm not that like, oh, you can be anything you want to be. No, I believe that you need to have some talent toward, and you know, in whatever, whatever you know, direction you're you're looking to travel. But I think it's you're never too late to start. No, you're like, never too late to start. Always, do it, do it now. Do it, do it tomorrow. Start tomorrow. It's always everybody listen to start tomorrow. I remember reading, which I just found again, was like for some of like some really famous people that everyone knows like household names so at like age 23 tina fey was still working at a ymca oh my god there's a list this is a mile 23 oprah it. was fired from her first reporting job at age 24 stephen king was working as a janitor and living in a fucking trailer 27 vincent van gogh failed as a missionary and decided to go to art school this one's sad at 28 jk rowling was a suicidal single parent living on welfare um, oh, at age 30, Harrison Ford was a carpenter. Um, Julia Child released her first cookbook at age 39 and didn't get her own cooking show until she was 51. Insane. Vera Wang failed to make the Olympic figure skating team, didn't get the editor-in-chief position at Vogue, and designed her first dress at the age of 40. Vera Wang. It's like Samuel uh, L. Jackson didn't get his first movie role until he was 46. Morgan Freeman when he was 52. These like it's the, just like it's the lies we yeah. tell ourselves. It's not too it is late the to, only yeah. box we live in yeah. is the lies we tell ourselves. The guilt, the I'm too old, the that I, I don't have the time for it. I don't do that. I'm too tired. It's the lies we tell ourselves. Excuses. Excuses. You can suck us of joy. Listen, listen. And of our passion and our potential. Oh, typically, the things that we're passionate about are things that we're relatively good at, right? Like no one. No one's like, I'm super passionate about painting, but I can't paint. Yeah, nobody. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not generally how the the sequence of events occurs. If you have something that you're passionate about, please, for the love of fucking God. Like, you owe it to the world. Maybe you're the next Picasso. 
Who knows? Stop being a little bitch and get the fuck out there. I don't like, I don't know. Pedal your wares around town. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know how you would market that. I don't have a good plan for you. But d- research it. Pour your energy into that. I truly, truly, truly Stop believe. Stop scrolling the social media and spend Stop the time that you media. spend on screen time at night. Research what you want to do. Yeah. How like and others find a have plan, been successful. A, plan, a short start with a short term plan. Yes. Start with like a three month plan. Losers have goals. Winners have plans. Mm. Guys, get out there and fucking just just do it. Just it. fucking do it. Like, like I said, we are all going to die. We're all gonna die, and hopefully, we all die doing something we're passionate about. Seriously, living our best life. Living our best life. Fucking go for it. Get 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 out there. Cheers, motherfucker. Awkward white girl. (laughs) I'm serious though. It's like it's wild to me that people are like, oh, I don't know. Like, what don't what don't you know? Like, what don't you know? You you have this thing that you love, all right. And then there's the people who don't know what they love. This is the advice that I give to people, and I have had. Hey, so many of you have been asking me about this. But I do have this conversation It feels like on repeat I just I don't know what I'm passionate about Like how do I find out What I'm passionate about This is the advice I give every time And it is so fucking corny But it it works right Get on Pinterest It's a digital mood board It's a digital vision board Just get on Pinterest Start, Start just pinning things Just one board Just pinning things I like that That sounds cool I like that Oh, that sounds nice. Oh, I like that picture. Just put it all in one, like just a couple minutes a day while you're taking your morning shit. Just get on Pinterest. Start pinning random things. Oh, yeah, no, I like that. At the end of 30 days, go back and review that board. Just look. Maybe you've pinned, you know, a certain genre of things 75 times. Maybe that will provide you at least a little bit of direction. And then from there, you can narrow it down. Start a Pinterest board. Just Mood start board. pinning shit. Or old school. Or Get just start mag- clipping some clip shit, shit out of magazines, and Gluing dude. it with a glue stick. I'm telling you. It will, it will give you a lot of clear, visual, visual clarity in your life. This is, these are the things that I find I, that are like repeating. You go through, you find the patterns. And you start there. And you find the time. And you find the time. Because I get you. asked, how do I have the time? Oh, you make time. You don't just, find time. You make time. I make time. I'm always going to be tired. Always. Always. But you have, I mean, look, to get anywhere great, to get anywhere great requires sacrifice. Point blank, period. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and it's so funny, especially with this podcast. Like, I'm not going to live in La La Land and pretend like people aren't like, oh my God, that's so fucking corny. Like, that's so cringe. But then... Someday, hookers, when we're successful, it's going to be like, oh, I, how did they do Like, that's so, how did they do it? We did this. We did this. We did it every every Tuesday night when we, we record. We committed to each other. We committed to it. We edited it. We do all the shit. Right? That's, we have a plan. That's how you fucking do it. And you're only corny until you're successful. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's like, oh my God, how did this happen? You know, it's just, it's wild to me. It's wild to me. But it is a realization I've had over the last like year or so. And you're just like you're not going to get anywhere just talking about it. You're not going to get anywhere just talking about it. Don't let dreams just be dreams. 
get your ass off the couch and go fucking do and some work, shit. bitch. You better work, work bitch. bitch. You better work, bitch. Yeah. Oh, Brit, Brit. The tragedy that is Britney Spears. Do you watch her on TikTok or no. on Instagram? No, it feels like I would cringe. Oh, you don't follow Britney Spears? No. Sharp left. You don't follow Britney Spears? No. Yo. You have to get on that. It is terrifying. Yeah, I think it would make me sad. It it makes me kind of sad. I'm like, mm, maybe the conservatorship wasn't the worst thing in the world. Oh, boy. It's a lot. Okay, what do you got going on this coming week? Anything? Um, we might go apple picking tomorrow. Such a basic bitch thing to do. It's New England. You yeah. have to go. No, um, nothing really. I'm scaling back at work so I can try and stay pregnant a little longer. Oh, good. Yeah. So they are allowing you to like have some t- modified. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. Maybe some rest. I need some rest. Don't we all? But anyways, yeah, nothing really that exciting. Same. More we the do same. leave for okay. Europe in like three weeks, though. I'm so excited for you. Love oh. you, mean it. Thank you for listening. Self-care. Self-love. Self-care. Stop feeling guilty. Quit the guilt. Quit the Love guilt. yourself. Quit the excuses. Go do what you want. You Support need time. the women in your life yep. who are busting their asses yep. and shoot for the stars for sure all right hookers we'll see you next week bye, bye.